hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Verify Randomness. As you can see, our first guest, S. Matthew English, is back for a second time. But hello. first, uh, I do want to uh, mention our sponsor, which is, again, okay, you might have remembered our sponsor back in the day was that band, Haim. But I said it was pronounced Haim like time. Here's why. Look, I looked it up on the internet. There was, like, Rolling Stone was like, it, it's like Haim, like it rhymes with time. Siri calls it Haim. I start watching interviews with them. They start calling it Haim. And then I start looking at other places, and it's like it's Haim. So, look, if they're calling it Haim, then I guess it's Haim. No way, dude. That's not true. I feel like when an artist puts something out, it's up to the public how they interpret it. And the artist loses the ability to dictate anything about it once it's public because maybe their subconscious had more of an influence than their conscious mind and didn't even know that they were trying to name it Haim. Well, that's their last name. You know, it's the three sisters and that's their last name. So I'm sure Did there's Haim a correct Weissman? way to sp- sp- pronounce their last name. Okay, so it makes me think of this guy Haim Weissman. But here's the, okay, so the, the previous episode was brought to you by their new album, which is called Women in Music Part 3, which is excellent. I've also been re-listening to their second album, which is called Something to Tell You. And I actually think Something to Tell You might be my favorite of the three. It is unbelievable. And then the other thing that's really cool when you watch interviews with them is they're just so cool. They're so laid back for how popular they are. They just like, like I, I, this is very cliche, but they do seem like people, you're like, oh, I could see people being friends with them. I'm not saying I could see myself being friends with them. But I'm like, I could see normal people being friends with them. Um, Haim Weissman the is they... the first president of Israel. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, but he spells it C-H-I-A-M. Yeah, that's a different. Is um, it, though? Because some people spell like Hanukkah with the H and some people spell it C-H. I feel like it's the same thing. Well, that, anyway, so that's, <laughs> that's the sponsor. Um, they and then, they're the sponsor again? Well, let's say their second album's the sponsor, and I kind of feel bad for telling people there's a way to pronounce it that's not, might, may or may not actually be the correct way to pronounce it. And you should really check out their second album. I mean, they're that good. Like, I was telling this to a buddy, and he's like, I don't like to listen, you know, to women sing. What? <laughs> Which, like, I think I, like, I don't, that's how it came out. I don't think it came out, it came out differently than I, what he meant. I think I understood what he meant, but I actually don't think of them as women rock stars i just think of them as rock stars i just think they're fun i i just think they're really interesting and it's just so cool to uh listen to them in interviews and they're just so talented and watching them do their live stuff they're just so talented they're they all sing they all play multiple instruments um it's just very cool you know they write their music and i mean they get help with it but that's a lot of it's them so it's just a cool they're all around just legit people who I would love to grab a beer with sometime. I'll and I really, if they're listen, listening, if they're listening to this, they might have be. an open invitation for, we have so many listeners. They might be. Uh, and the other thing um, I'd say is give their second album. It's called something to tell you. Give it a listen. There's, there's some really cool stuff. I didn't take you up on listening to them. The first one, but I did buy a water pick, although I have yet to use it. So I will check that out. And you buy a bottle of water because you heard about it from being the sponsor of Verifiable Randomness? That's right. I did indeed. Wait, I have a point though about that CH versus H thing. 
Yeah. Okay. So I have a friend named uh, Aviel, which I think is a cool name, Aviel. But then I have a friend named Ariel. And so both of them are dudes. But then I think that Ariel is the name of the little mermaid. So I think it's a less cool name than Aviel. Also, like Aviel has the nickname of Avi, which I think is a cool one. But then V and R are basically the same sounding letter. So I feel like someone just translated it from Hebrew and one time they used a V, one time they used an R because it sounds almost the same in English, like English alphabet. But choosing the V is much more than I feel like if you had a daughter, I could see you naming her Aviel. It's a dude's name. (laughs) Actually, the opposite. Totally the opposite. I was thinking that if I had a daughter, I would want to name her Ursula, like the (laughs) evil mermaid. Because Ursula is just such a cool name. You think so? I don't think it's a cool yeah, name at all. I it's think it's so like cool. naming your kid what? Gretchen. No way, dude. Ursula is a super cool name. What's another name that's you're just like Gretchen? Oh, that's I can't believe your parents named you Gretchen. Dude, Gretchen Wieners? Like from Mean Girls. <laughs> uh there's another name I can't think of that. It's just like, oh, that's a tough one. Um Okay, so and so we had the fake sponsor, and then we had you know, another fake sponsor, but you listen to the sponsor, you buy your water pick. Let me know how it is. I don't like girl names that don't end in A. That's why I don't like the name Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, dude, I, um, you know, we've been, we, I'd say a lot of our texts have to do with being a, a pimp, not a simp, <laughs> or that's your expression. <laughs> Did you come up no. with that or had you heard it before? <laughs> That's in the definition of simp on Urban Dictionary. Some, I think the guy who's wrote Hold on, are you talking in a light voice? You got to talk in no, your normal voice. Okay. I'm talking in my normal voice. The guy who wrote the definition of simp on Urban Dictionary, the one that I read, his username was Pimpin, not Simpin. Okay. Yeah. I was also thinking that simp maybe comes from The Simpsons. I think it's, I, I thought like simpleton. It came from like simpleton. Yeah, but maybe The Simpsons does too. I wish we could find that out. That'd be a hard thing to. Where's the origins? Let's just it's like go easy with it. to know and who made it popular. Fact check us. Yeah, we'll just have the fact checkers sort it out, and we'll but just go it, so, hard and say it is like that. So I was telling you, I was like, man, I feel like very you know successful, whatever you want that definition to be. They're naturally not simp's. I feel like to get really ahead in the world, not everybody obviously, but like eighty percent are just naturally not simp's. And, but most people are naturally simps. Mm. I feel like you have to put on your hat and be like, to be like, don't be a simp. Wait, I don't understand. What's your definition of simp? Okay, so again, like just today, I was okay. um, uh, texting with this uh, woman, like, oh, let's, are you, you want to chat on the phone on Sunday evening? She's like, I can't on Sunday evening. I could do it Sunday afternoon. I could do it on Sunday afternoon, but I said, don't be a simp. And I said, mm. I can't do it on Sunday afternoon. How's Monday? You know what I mean? And she's like, that's perfect. It's even better to do it on, it ended up being even better, but I had to be like, don't be, I also think it ties into this thing of just, uh, just being patient. You know, I think like if you're super patient, it's almost the other expression is degaffing. Have you heard of degaffing? No, what's that? Don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's almost like it's um, almost like you degaff yeah. to not be a simp. I feel you. Yeah. 
So then simping is Dude. trying too hard then. Is that it? To try hard maybe, but not even trying too hard. It's like just, oh, I could, I could do Sunday afternoon, but hell no. I don't, I'm not in a rush, you know? I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, why not? Dude, the other thing, okay. Dude, dating has been uh, so strange. You know, I'm in, I'm just outside of LA. Mm -hmm. Lots of people in LA, lots of, it's not like I'm not matching with people on the dating apps. It, dude, just the strangest things have been happening. Like for one, I was texting. I was like, do you want to talk on the phone? She's like, let's do it. She gives me her, she gives me her number. I didn't ask for it. I text her, her number. Um, dude, I could look this up. She's like, I was like, well, how about this time of day? She's like, great. You know, whatever. I try calling her, go straight to voicemail. I text her like, oh, is your, is your phone dead or something? It gets delivered. Dude, I never heard from her again, ever. Um, mm -hmm. Another person, um, we actually met up a few times a while ago. Everything going spectacular. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe not, maybe not, but like fine. Like it was great. Spectacular was a poor word choice on my part, but it was fine. Like um, she always wanted to talk to me uh, and text me. Uh, and then we hung out and then the next day, dude, she deleted her dating app. She, no response from her on um, the cell phone. It was just weird. Mm. Like, so I just don't know. Uh, lots of people matching with me, starting discussions with me and then just ghosting. Can't figure it out. What's your Matthew, are you, are you paying attention? Yeah, I'm paying attention. The problem, you need Ghostbusters, dude. I need Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, that was just the first thing that comes to mind. Ghosts? Who are you going to call, dude? Ghostbusters, obviously. So is this kind of like, um, dude, it's just very, it's just, I've never experienced anything like this. The level of um, uh, matching and not talking or talking and not talking. It's, it's very weird. It's very strange. What's your hypothesis? I, I COVID cause even I felt, okay. Even I felt at times like I actually don't normally I'm pretty good. Like people are like, Oh, I get tired of doing it. And normally of doing it, I mean, being on the dating apps and normally I'm like, uh, that's not a thing for me. I just say at 7 PM every night, I'm going to go through and I'm going to respond. Right. Like it's just a routine. Yeah. Uh, cause I, th I think I'm good with discipline like that. And mm -hmm. I have been noticing lately that even I've been like, eh, I don't really feel like texting with anybody tonight. Um, you so can maybe hire that, people to do that for you. Yeah, yeah, but I don't need that. But why don't so you just do that though? I feel like it would be like simplify the whole process. Well, I just think there's a general malaise though, you know. And then, oh, dude, you want to know something really interesting? But um, just outsource it though. But dude, do you want to know something really, really interesting? Okay, okay, hit me with it. Fifty percent of the people I've talked to, they're living yeah. at home with their parents. They weren't, and now they are. There's a huh. lot of people living at home with their parents. And a lot of these people are professionals, you know, single professionals. Very, yeah. very, no, I haven't really heard anything about this. It's a very interesting phenomenon going on. I mean, I was living with my parents for a little bit. I read an article before I moved. that was also talking about that. What was the, what were they saying? Well, I basically have a perverse interest now in reading articles about how everyone's leaving New York. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm basically current on every 
article that comes out about people leaving New York. And so, yeah, they were just saying that some dude who worked at an investment bank, I think it was from the New York Post, recently came out and he was just bounced from New York and now he's living at home with his parents in Hudson Valley or whatever and does not miss Manhattan is looking for a place around there. I feel like most people though are choosing the suburbs around New York City and that to me does not seem like such an interesting choice. I feel like Long Beach is an interesting choice or we were just saying that Milwaukee is a cool city. Like I think there's a lot of cool cities in the US and if you were in New York and now you can work remote and you bail out to a suburb of New York, like I don't understand the appeal. Well, do you want to talk about whatever. where you moved to and why? What made you choose that? Yeah, to Savannah. So Savannah's uh, in Georgia. Georgia, yeah. I don't know. It's cool. So basically my my girlfriend Alexandra, she went to college here and we went on a vacation here last year and just thought it was cool looking city. It's kind of built in a Europeanistic style. It has these really nice parks all laid out in a certain configuration where there'll be two streets and then a park and then two streets and then a park. And there's more than 20 of them in the downtown area. And they have all these trees with moss on them. You we were saying, dude, okay, we get it. You don't need to write a book about the description of, I'm just saying. Yeah, but but, that's the reason that I moved here. Cause I think it looks cool. But okay. But let me ask you this. Okay. What you were telling me before, you have so much space now. You can see the sky from your window. It's like a new yeah. pair. It's like a paradigm shift of living from New York. Yeah, totally. There's all kinds of cool stuff. So for instance, it's also really close to the Savannah River. And Savannah is actually, okay, so biggest ports in the United States are number one is Los Angeles, number two is Long Beach, number three is New York, and number four is Savannah. And so these giant container ships are going by, and then we see like the city hall, and then behind the city hall, we see the top deck of these giant container ships just like floating by above the trees. It's like a moving building. It's crazy. So like sometimes in the day we see that. I don't know. It's just cool. People are nice and interesting. Yeah. Do you, okay, let me ask you this. If you had the same apartment you do now in Manhattan, would you still, would you, would that make you like Manhattan more? I don't know because I would, so Alexander and I were talking about this today that the equivalent area would maybe be like Gramercy or around, because that's what it feels like sort of with that park. And you just have to pay five times as much money for a yeah. big apartment with big windows and a high floor where you can see the sky. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but here's also what I'm saying. Let's say the money wasn't the issue. Yeah. Would you be more into Manhattan then? Because, you know, my hypothesis, my thing has been for a long time, the problem with New York is it's just turning into a city for the wealthy and then everyone else has to live in, like, pigsty. Yeah, I feel you. But it's not really that. I mean, there's just other things that I'm interested in intangible things. So I just wanted to experience a different culture as well. I feel that Georgia has a much different culture than the Northeast. And I even encountered my first article of anti-Yankee propaganda, which I shared with you, which came from South Carolina, unsurprisingly. Because I feel that South Carolina is the most virulent 
of anti-Yankee states. And it was a it was a beer. It was the name of a beer. That's what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what was it called? Anti-Yankee Ale or something? No, it was called Damn Yankee Ale. <laughs> but it's so interesting because I don't I feel like people <laughs> in massachusetts don't make beer called south carolina sucks you know they just what but make, damn like, yankee doesn't mean that means something that's not it's like a yeah sure but like people in massachusetts are not like going around creating beer called like damn dixie or something like that you know no one yeah it's like but you know maybe they don't, but you know sometimes the winners don't have to do that it's like one of those things where the losers need to do that yeah i think maybe but i don't really know I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Dude, speaking of okay, the Northeast. So I did. So you're asking me earlier a hypothesis of why dating app has been weird. I actually do have a hypothesis. Okay, what is it? Okay, I I'm very I'm very close to LA. I'm in LA County. Mm-hmm. I could get to LA. I can get to LAX on a Sunday morning at 30 minutes. That's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. obviously there's not a lot of traffic on Sunday morning, but that's very close. Santa Monica is like 30 miles away. Like I'm not that far away from LA mm-hmm. where most of the people on these dating app live. But mm-hmm. I think when they see that I'm actually not in LA, it does. It's like, Oh, well, I don't want to date someone who lives far away, even though it's not far away. So here's the analogy I thought of when I was living in Manhattan and Brooklyn and someone said they lived in like Hoboken or Jersey city or Newark, even though they were super close and sometimes there, it's much easier to get to, you take the path, you get to one of those New Jersey cities in 10 minutes from Manhattan than, you know, getting all the way up or down Manhattan or into Brooklyn. It's like faster. Um, but it was like Jersey. I don't want to, you know, date someone who's in Jersey. That's so far away. And I think that's, that could be the same thing that's going on. Maybe, but you could also just be psyching yourself out. Really, I wanted you to tell me you got that analogy. You were like, yeah, I get that analogy. I do get it, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like, okay, so I went to the beach recently when this hurricane thing was happening and the waves were big. And I was trying to body surf on these waves. And every time I looked around myself, the waves looked bigger, like just down the beach from where I was, like a little bit further. And so I would swim over there and then I found myself just going down, down, down the beach. And then I was thinking, actually, they're probably not bigger just to the left of me. Every single time I look at the beach, you know, it's probably just that they look bigger from where I was. So I think it's kind of this grass is greener, waves look bigger from where you aren't phenomena, you know? But I'm not saying... Okay, so you're interpreting me as saying, oh, dating would be easier if I just lived in LA as opposed to outside of LA? Isn't that what you're saying? Maybe, but this is just a hypothesis. Because I was actually talking to someone on a like FaceTime and she's like, yeah. oh, you live where? And she's like, she said, isn't that like two hours away? And I was like, uh, no, that's like 30 minutes away. So she, in her head, it was two hours away. you know. And that was just like, why the hell would I date somebody who lives two hours away when there's a million people around me I could date. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But for my apartment in Brooklyn, it used to take me more than one hour to get to like Madison Square Garden area. 
Yeah. Which is really close. Yeah. So I don't know. No, but I think that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though if you, if you had to go, if you were in upper Manhattan, you had to go downtown, it could take a little bit. You know, if you had to go, even if, dude, if you had to go east to west side, that could take a long time, you know, just Manhattan. We're not even talking about Brooklyn. So, but there was something in, or if someone said they were in Manhattan, I didn't even think about it. They said they were in Jersey. I'd be like, oh, Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to date someone from out of state. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the tax ramifications of that are. <laughs> <laughs> I so, have no idea, honestly. So overall, how's the um, how's the movement? It's been cool. I moves are big, like you know. Moves yeah. are I people you know people that don't move a lot or haven't moved in a long time i think moves are like shifts they're really it's not just the logistics and the packing and the getting used to new routines and new locations but there's something like deep i feel like seated in our nomadic genes that awakens when you move do you know what i'm talking about definitely yeah i've moved a lot of times in my life i moved so I went to college for one year in one city and then I transferred to NYU and then I went there for the rest of the time. Then I moved to China after I graduated. Then I moved to Hong Kong. Then I moved to Singapore. Then I moved to Germany. Then I moved back to New York and I moved to Savannah. I moved a bunch of times in my life. And yeah, so how's this movement relative? Like, do you find like me, it gets harder as you get older? Is it different because you were the partner now? Are you like... Does it have more meaning? Like, tell me what's what's going through your head about this specific move. Uh, yeah, so it's interesting though because you also have moved a bunch of places, which I think is interesting. You're probably the yeah. only person that I know who has moved to as many different places as I have. Yeah, because you lived same, in Japan, yeah, and Ireland, and Southeast Asia, yep. and New York, and Chicago, San Francisco, Boston, San Francisco, Boston. Well, that's a lot, and. Uh, Cali, Cali, Northern New York area, New York state. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's a lot, even more than me in more places. Um, okay. So how has it been? Does it get harder as I get older? Well, most of the time that I was moving, I was okay. So basically in Beijing, it's super easy to make friends if you're a young person who's foreigner, because if you're just not Chinese, then you have so much in common already with somebody who's also not Chinese in China. So yeah, basically, yeah, me and all these people from all over the world is pretty cool. So there are people from Egypt and Israel and Iran and Lebanon and just every crazy place. And so many places that you would never meet people from there in the United States. Like I had never met somebody from uh, Tunisia when I was in New York. You just don't commonly meet people from Tunisia in New York or like, or Venezuela or whatever. Yeah, because I guess it's just impossible for them to get visas or it's very, very difficult. But in Beijing, you meet people like that. Well, I guess, okay, this move, your first move with a partner, right? Okay, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, but so I'm just saying like, Okay, I find this is more difficult as I get older, though, like to make friends so quickly with a bunch of people. Like in, so in Beijing, it was super easy. In Hong Kong, it was kind of easy because I was in a university. In Singapore, it was kind of hard. But then eventually I did because 
of random chance. Then in Germany, I was also in a university, so it was pretty easy again. And then in New York, I was basically friends with just random people from Consensus or from the place that I was working when I was living there. And uh, yeah, so now, uh, I don't know. We joined this art thing, this art club, and we're going to a thing of it tomorrow morning, actually. Okay, but I guess what I'm trying to get get you to talk about is like what what are the more like profound things like deep like how is this move impacted like is it has it made you think differently you know like what what's because you know i had an episode where i talked about how this move really was me you know it was during a pandemic it's um going to a new place where i don't know anybody it was like very tough yeah so I don't know, because it's still early. I mean, one thing that happened was my girlfriend and I were getting into random fights <laughs> until like recently. And then we were able to just communicate more effectively. And so we stopped getting into fights about nothing. And so I feel like that was just kind of a big stress to like the stress of the move was causing the fights i think so yeah because i don't know what else like what else would have been the impetus to that but yeah that's very interesting and then also we drove which i thought was awesome because i never drove to this place before although i had visited by plane and i just feel so much more connected to it if i drove here and also virginia is so beautiful the shenandoah valley is so awesome people said that so in all these books about civil war they talk about how beautiful virginia is but it really actually is like the shenandoah valley yeah. is awesome yeah is that where uva is in charlottesville i guess so yeah charlottesville is right around there charlottesville is really close to thomas jefferson's like estate or whatever yeah i just remember going to uva in college and i was just like this is college campus is friggin stunning yeah totally like monticello is right near there I went to yeah, Charlottesville. Yeah, I've been with him. Yeah, it's beautiful. Shenandoah Valley is so unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. I know, it's awesome. And I-77 goes through it the whole time. And you have the Blue Ridge Mountains on one side and the, what are the other ones? Smoky Mountains? It could that... be. I think it might just be the Appalachian Mountains, though. Maybe. Where is Smoky Mountains? I think those are in Tennessee, but I don't know. No, that's they're in North part Carolina. Of Appalachian, North Carolina. I think they're... I don't know. Well, we Maybe. can look this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay but anyway yeah it's awesome driving to a new place is awesome that's why i really want to get a car and drive to everywhere in america i want to get a mustang a ford mustang and drive all over america i want to go to lexington kentucky and louisville kentucky and i've been to louisville kentucky dude trust me you don't want to go there dude i want to go there kentucky derby are you kidding me of course i want to go there um i kind of want to switch topics because we both moved Okay, I this is actually we haven't really talked about it before. This has just been on my mind, dude. Like, okay. does it, dude? Are you at all concerned that the government just keeps printing money? It's just like, like out of out of control money printing, like Wait, trillions and trillions of dollars. Like it's it's like scaring me. I have something that's even more interesting than that. What's that? Which is that the government's not printing money. So basically, Alexander and I went to CVS today. And there's a sign on CVS that says, please pay an exact change 
because of the national coin shortage. And we were like, what is the national coin shortage? And the guy at CVS was like, yeah, the government just stopped printing coins because the people at the mint got COVID. So there's no coins. We get one roll of pennies like a day or even less than that. And we just can't give anybody change for anything. <laughs> and we're just so, like, what well, it's, the yeah, hell? that, but you know, the government, when they print money now, it's not their printing. So you're, you're talking about milling coins. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But when the government prints money, they're doing it digitally now. They're not actually. Sure. But isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that they're like printing all this money, but they're actually printing no money. Like they're I not see. printing. I see. Yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. I see. You're saying it's like, uh, it's crazy. Ironic. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the, the place of apartment I'm at is uh, quarters for the laundry. So it's just like, man, <laughs> the system's got to go. You got to replace it with those cards because the quarters thing's tough to get right now. So funny. Yeah. I didn't even know that this was a thing until oh, yeah, recently. Dude. But okay. But let's, dude, I mean, like, look, I remember growing up all in school. It's like the government can't, the, being told the reason the government can't just print money and give everybody money is because then we get hyperinflation and they list the examples of the country that had hyperinflation. Like I remember being told that every year in school, in public school, right? Mm -hmm. So I, maybe it's just, I have that ingrained in my head. Like you can't just do that. Can you, maybe you can, you know, that modern monetary theory, people would say you, you actually can, if you're the reserve currency of the world. Uh, Dude, nobody knows. That's the thing. And also, who cares? Nobody knows, <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. actually, what? So basically, when I think about this, number one, I think, I, I'm pretty sure that nobody knows. Like, yeah, because it's just, it's like, no one can predict the weather because there's so multivariate, this equation, so many different things going into it that it's wrong almost all the time. And then, unless you live in like Los Angeles. <laughs> so basically, I feel like, yeah, no one can predict the weather and no one can predict what's going to happen when you go and print a bunch of money, so... So whatever. I don't stress about it. I don't even think about it, honestly. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't even know that that was happening. Basically, this coin shortage thing. Or I try and stay as not informed as possible. You know, that's <laughs> not the only. The only reason I like I like that view, but I do think if you do like to, you know, I think if you're investing in assets, uh, then you do need to know what's going on to like make a better informed better informed invest, uh, investing decisions. I feel like you'll just drive yourself crazy like that. So basically, I feel like the way that I am interested about investing is I just take something that I think is a good thing that has been around forever, like Coca-Cola. Just be like, I'm just going to put a bunch of money in this. And just like, you know. Yeah. Like Warren Buffett. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just It's just better. It's less stressful. Can I say, I'm gonna say, I should have a whole episode on this. I've I've always thought Warren Buffett was the biggest fraud of all time. I've I've never liked him, and I'm glad he's finally getting his day for being a scumbag. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, that, I'll save that episode. There's a lot. Of, I mean, he's been profiting off of the opioid epidemic, off, off of Ameri obesity. Like he's he like literally gets rich off of making Americans dumb and and poor and in poor health. It's like insane, and people love him. It's well, like blows my mind. I think mind. it's cool that he lives in, doesn't he live in Kansas? Omaha, dude. Oh, he lives in Nebraska? Oh, yeah, the Koch brothers live in Kansas, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know Kansas is on my list. I want to go to Kansas. I think they're from Wichita. I love cities with all these 
Native American names like Tullahoma or Chattanooga or whatever, or Massapequa <laughs> or Murfreesboro. <laughs> um, do you? Okay, that's interesting that you you because don't of this necessarily. All right, this is my theory. I'm into yeah. this idea of go deepism. Okay, so all right, so basically. I focus on my app. It's the only thing I focus on all the time. I'm thinking about my app, go deepism on my app. I have one girlfriend. I only just like, I cultivate this relationship like, and go deepism on, you know, like getting to know this person. Yep. I don't have many friends. So I like cultivate friendships with people few, but I choose them judiciously. Yeah. And like, I study only one thing. Like I'm, I just read books only about the civil war. It's the only thing I read books about. So like, and like when I invest, I only invest in one thing. It's like put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket. And so yeah, are just, you saying, so I look, I love your philosophy. I think it's right in a lot of ways, but you know, obviously if you only have investments in one thing and that blows up, you're kind of fucked, no? Totally. So then just choose wisely and make sure it doesn't get fucked. <laughs> So what's your one investment you're deep on right now? Coke? <laughs> Honestly, now I, I caution you against that. now I just have everything in cash, although I do love Coke. But uh, yeah, now I have everything in cash because of... I'm, the coin just shortage? Seems, <laughs> no, like all this uncertainty. I'm not trying to... I feel like investing is like too risky right now. So I just prefer but to see, keep everything in cash. I actually, so my mind's completely different. I actually think holding cash is the riskiest thing because the government keeps printing it. It's like, it becomes less and less, it has less and less worth. There's just more and more and more and more and more and more. And they're just printing it and creating it. You know what I mean? Like then you're owning a deflationary asset. No, because that's, it's not that simple because like inflation and deflation also depends on demand. So if people are buying less things, then there's less demand. And so prices go down. Although the value of money is going down. So, you know, like this apartment building in Savannah that we're maybe going to move into. There's so, it's like a building like that. You still live in Brooklyn and it's like almost empty, the whole building. So like they're dropping the rent like crazy. And so like, and they're giving us free months and all this kind of stuff. And so the like value of money might be going down because they just keep printing more of it. But also the price of everything is going down because no one's spending any money. So it's that's why I say it's too complicated to say. And so I just, I find that like, number one, I don't have the mental bandwidth to like research something a lot. Now I used to have all my money in Adidas. 100% of my money was invested in Adidas and it did really well. But then (laughs) I sold it like right at the start of COVID all my Adidas stock. And now ever since that, it's just been in cash. And the only reason I invested in Adidas because I thought Adidas was cool. And then I would just like do all this research about Adidas, like the like Casper, whatever guy, the CEO, and like watch all these talks with him. And like I also bought like one share of Nike and one share of Under Armour, and just like did a lot of research. I like what? So I like found out exactly how their stock is like organized in like America because actually it's listed in the German stock exchange, and you have to buy it in the United States like through this other weird vehicle that they sell on Robinhood. But it only tracks the price like approximately and like all this stuff. I was like an expert on Adidas stock. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i respect that has it come back probably since adidas no it's like 75 percent before it was in february oh really but i sold it in february so 
Whatever. Sucker. Man, you really <laughs> yeah. COVID who was boss. <laughs> Actually, I had a helping hand from my friend Joe who <laughs> encouraged me to diversify. <laughs> Dude, that's too funny. Okay. Yeah, I, I used to be very cash-minded like you, and I it's still a thing I have to remind myself, like, um... It's just like not necessarily the, I don't know. I just, part of me now is like, I just, I'm like, just think, look, things go up and down and you could say a dollar is always a dollar. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Does that make me it's a just, perma bear though? Am I a perma bear? No, if you were a perma bear, you'd buy like gold. You'd like hoard gold uh, in a safe. Hmm. Yeah. Like preppers. Yeah. I always used to love to troll people who are preppers by saying, oh, you're a prepper. So what does that mean? You listen to Dave Matthews Band and <laughs> wear a poem, I'm sure. They're like, no, dude, it means that I'm preparing for the apocalypse. I'm buying gold and uh, cat food. That's funny. All right, dude, anything else? Um you want to cover for this episode of the pod? Uh, yeah, man. When are you coming to Savannah, Georgia for a visit? The Should I just hop on a plane tomorrow? City, the hostess Hold city on. of the If I South. just hopped on a plane and then just you put me up in your apartment, no COVID test necessary? Uh, yeah, you don't have to take a COVID test or wear a mask. <laughs> Can I <laughs> cough on everything if I want? <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. Because, okay, think about this. Like, basically, COVID, I feel like it's taking on, like, mythic, crazy proportions. <laughs> like, when, okay, so basically when it was flu season in New York, I would wear a mask on the subway just to troll people. Because people used to wear masks when, <laughs> when I lived in China, and I thought it looked cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I just had a lot of masks in my apartment. And I was like, oh, that's lucky that I had that. And so, but, like, I wore a mask during flu season. I didn't get sick. So, like... Yeah. I don't know, like, COVID, is, so Grant said this about Lee, like, this people, like, his lieutenant generals would come to him and be like, oh, Lee's gonna do this, Lee's gonna do that, and he's like, I'm sick of hearing what, like, all you fools think, like, Lee's gonna do, you, like, you would have me believe that Lee's gonna, like, turn a double somersault and land behind me and on both flanks at the same time, he's like, shut up, like, with telling me what Lee's gonna do, I feel like COVID is the same, people are like, oh, COVID, COVID, it's like, I feel like COVID's gonna turn a double backsault and land behind me and on both flanks simultaneously, and it's just like, dude, like, chill out about COVID. It's like, it's just, it's, it's like not so crazy, you know? Wash your hands. Don't lick your door handles. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if you have, um, if you're an old person, it is a big deal, right? And uh, you have health you know issues, about that? Okay, dude, deal. I have a hot take about this. I think that nursing homes are totally fucked up. And I think that, pardon my French, I think that this is the reason why America has disproportionately people in like dying from COVID because we have this horrible culture of when your parents get old, you put them in a nursing home. Yeah. And yeah, totally. Like in Europe, and then they do that. You take care of them at your house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I feel like parents take care of you when you're a baby and you're pooping all over yourself. And so you have to take care of them when they're old and pooping on themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Put your parents in a nursing home. Don't complain later when they get COVID. It's a very good point. Um, <sighs> yeah but dude let me ask you this 
you really want to take care of your parents when they're pooping on themselves? Yeah, totally. Because of this, think about this. If you take care of your parents in a good way when they're like pooping on themselves, then your kids will see that you do that. And then they will take care of you when you're in that state too. You know what I mean? And so also, I feel like if you share the burden, like you have a brother, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, if you both like live in the same city, then you can like share this responsibility. What if you don't? That's like you don't live problem. in the same right. sister with any right. of your siblings. Not yet, but I have like a whole like plan where I'm going to try and get them all to live in the same city as me because I like this idea of clanism, like that you can share responsibility for stuff like that, you know? I like and, it. What, who, yeah. where'd you hear this from? Or what's sort of guided this philosophy? <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I think a lot of it had to do actually with living in China because people would tell me, like, <laughs> people yeah. there thought it was super bizarre and they would ask me about it a lot. They'd be like, yeah, same oh, in, in America? Yeah. yeah, they'd be like, people have their parents live in like weird like dormitories or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, why do you think that's weird? But then I was like thinking more about it and I was like, actually, yeah, that is weird and really stupid. So I think that really had a contributing factor of this philosophy. Do you, okay, I, I actually have this other theory. I think it depresses Americans to see their parents get old and frail. I think there's like a, um, for some reason, it's not part of our culture and we don't like it. We don't like to see our parents get old. I don't know. I like my parents more when they got old. I feel like when I was young, because maybe like I'm getting older too and I'm like thinking that old people are more like wise. When I was younger, I just thought old people were annoying. Really? If I've learned anything in the last few years, I really think older people are dumb and they're like unable to form new synapses and like rethink ideas. Like they're all, they can't change their mind. Like, yeah, but that's why they're good. That's why they're good. No, it's good sometimes because like then they can, like you hit them with an idea, like a modern idea, and then they'll filter it through their like weird synapses, which are like, <laughs> like ossified. And then like hit you with like this really weird output, which you're like, what the hell? Why would you say it like that? And then it's like, oh, it's because you're old. But then it's like, also, I like talking to young people too, because they also like, you hit them with the idea and they'll like, they'll have a totally different take on it, you know, than you did. Or like foreigners from a country that's not like too related to America, like Canadians don't really count. Yeah. Like if you hit a German person with an idea that you heard around, they'll like their response will be something totally weird or different. Like not as like more often than you would think, you know? Which is good, I guess, if you're trying to think differently. I was, that's like another thing that I took up from your uh, sponsors is playing the New York Times crossword puzzle. It makes me feel more liberal minded when I play the New York Times crossword puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because they'll have so. like quotes or they'll have hints that are just like you have to put on your liberal thinking hat to figure it out like what <laughs> i don't know it'll be like bad president and then it's like oh <laughs> no oh, dude <laughs> no <laughs> you're trying to like fit it in it's He's like is lying. it Woodrow wilson is it uh, uh, no it's trump okay okay yeah something like that <laughs> man you're funny just like liberal stuff like they'll have or like how to say it? i say liberal but not liberal exactly kind of like bougie stuff they're like one of them recently was the longest river in france and i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember i had no idea i actually put the sign and then it's not the sign right it's no it's the loire yeah and i never even heard of that i was like yeah i don't know this one 
Yeah, I actually one time tried to memorize all the rivers in Europe. I can name many of them. In France, you have the Rhine River, you have the Loire River, you have the Rhone River. In Italy, you have the Po River. In Germany, you have the... Hold Rhine on, dude. River. I, I am going to cut you off right now, but, okay, but okay. you did make me realize, yeah, I actually had a thought. Like once a week, there's a clue that you, it's like, this is how you say this word in French. Or like yeah, some, totally. French or, or German. French, it's always, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. French or German. Yeah. So like, this man, is the why... New York Times Crossword guy loves French and German. French culture. <laughs> and German too. This is the thing. It's bougie. It's bougie as hell. It's like, and never, I've never seen one of the clues be like, this is how you say this in Spanish. I never saw oh, that. Oh, no, dude. There's definitely been Spanish. No stuff, way. For sure. 100%. Yep. 100%. When? when? Which day? Because, dude, I'm, I'm, you know, as you've listened to the show, you know, I'm doing my Duolingo every day. So, like, I get I excited. That. My brain dopamine gets hit when it's like, this is something in Spanish. Or I'm like, I know this. Cause... When did that happen? I've been playing it for, like, the, it, since you said it on the podcast, I downloaded it, like, that day. And I've been playing it since. Every dude, day. It's, it, it's probably going to be tomorrow. <laughs> okay. They I feel th- like there so, was one that was all Mexican themed, actually. <clears throat> I remember there was one about guacamole recently, and it said guacamole often costs this. Yes, and this <laughs> yes. <is> extra. <laughs> yes, yes, Dude, that was a good one. I like that. Yeah, that I didn't get one. that the good. first go around. I didn't get. The, I didn't get that till the second go around, and I was like, oh, extra. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it until I had the T R A. Yeah, me like, too. Oh, extra. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Extra. <laughs> I tell you, man, also, they're clever. They're fun. Yeah, they're all good. But sometimes they suck. Like some of the clues are just really bad. It's like, oh, dude, really? Especially the ones where they're like three words. It's like, I am fat. And then it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? It's so stupid. Yeah. But then, okay, think about this. That app, if you look at the credits of it, like how many people work on it, it has like 20 people on the team to build the app. And it has bugs. It has a lot of bugs. Like it didn't like let me see your time because I guess you're playing on a different kind of device or something like this. They forever. fixed it. Yeah. Okay, but still, but dude, I'm oh, yeah, yeah. one dude, person working on an app, and I dude, feel like I have less much, bugs than them. Think of how much revenue that probably brings in. Like, I'm surprised they a only lot, have right? 20. Yeah, I'm surprised they only have 20. But they have bugs. They have so many bugs. Like, also, you can see when it's loading up. Like, it has weird lag time sometimes when, like, you get a new puzzle, doesn't it? There's a lot of bad design choices. I will say, see, I, I played it on all my devices, but it's made for an iPad, man. I'm telling you, it is flat out optimizes hell for an iPad and it's very enjoyable. Yeah, but fine. What is an iPad optimized for? Nothing. I feel like an iPad is the most awkward, horrible device ever. You know, I got one, a lot of it, because it's great because when you play the piano, it's just great to have sheet music that you just turn the page by doing this. All right, all right, all right. Fair, fair, fair. And that was like the primary reason I got it. Um, But I got to tell you, I love it. Um, I really do think it's great. I like it more than my phone, quite frankly. Mm. Well, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I think they're kind of useless. And basically, though, I'm just so biased against it because I never took the time to design chess for an iPad. And so, and I don't want to because it's just another layout that I'd have to make. Although I guess it wouldn't be really that bad. I should do that, probably. I'll write it down on my list. Note to self, things to do. All right, we'll give one more shout out before we end the show. Chess. T-S-C-H-E-S-S dot I-O. Oh, yeah. Put out by Balls and Wits, <laughs> LLC. And uh, great chatting with you again. And for Likewise. everybody out there, remember, have, have fun, fun out, out there. Out there. <laughs>